Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. I am so excited to talk about this topic because it's one of the ones I think so many people struggle with is how to attract the right people and stop attracting the wrong ones, whether it be like bad leads, bad prospects, people who don't see your worth, um, low ballers, whatever you want to call them. That's what we're going to talk about today. So if you're excited, then you should be. <laughs> but honestly, I'm so excited to talk about this. And Without further ado, let's get into the episode. You're listening to The Female Entrepreneur's Journey, The Good, The Bad, and The Branding with Danielle Clem, the weekly podcast created for fellow entrepreneurs, whether just starting out, established in your business, or simply testing out the waters. We're here to put the real back in entrepreneurial reality. Each episode guides you through the different paths walked and lessons learned by fellow bosses, how they got through it, and tips that got them there sprinkled in with a little business branding and a whole lot of heart. One question is, are you ready to dive in? Here's your host, designer, marketer, and frequent iced coffee drinker, Danielle Clem. My favorite things to do, one of my favorite things to help out with is talking about marketing, sales, and all that good stuff. So because of that, because you're here, because you pressed play, and we're interested, I want to gift you the 10 ways to sales consistency. This guide I created with my own bare hands, with my own little typing fingers, to really help you hit sold out service status. I know it can be hard out there trying to create consistent stream of clients and leads online. I get it, which is why I created this guide for you. So if you want that, then head to my link in the show notes to grab your copy or go to bit.ly.com slash dk10ways. And I'm going to try and spell this the best I can, which is bit.ly, B-I-T-L-Y dot com slash dk number one zero ways. And if you really didn't want to try and spell that, you can find it in the show notes below. That's there for you. And really, let's start getting your business and your marketing up to new heights. Without further ado, let's get started with the show. Hey guys, okay, so before we start the show, I really want to preface this by saying that these tips and the themes that I give you in this episode are gold, like literally gold. I just talked about this on another podcast that'll be coming out in March, which I will link to later in March, <laughs> but this topic was actually came from the host who just got off a really bad uh, discovery call with a potential client and apparently the girl tried to um, say that she was too high and that she was almost like appalled by her high rates and that's not supposed to happen. Like we don't want that to happen to us on sales calls. We don't want that to happen, you know, on the online space. We want people who are actually going to, you know, pay our price, be able to pay it happily, or at least be resourceful enough to get there. And that's what we're going to talk about. So one of the biggest things that could be going wrong when it comes to why you're attracting the wrong people is your messaging. Like, I don't know how to explain this enough to people that your messaging will make or break your business. Because as you guys already know, marketing is how people find you. It's how they see you. It's how they um, become your client. Like you can do everything else you want to, but the marketing standpoint is so huge. And when I speak about messaging, this talks about the posts you create, the videos you create, the website copy that you have, anything that's written or really anything that you're putting your voice into. That's what messaging is. And 
the reason why it might be going wrong with it is because you're probably saying things to the wrong audience. So to give a better example, so when I was actually attracting the wrong people, I was starting to say really concepts that would be accepted by the ones who I don't want and rejected or not really connected with the ones that I do. So this happened when I would speak about, you need to stop taking courses, like step up, it's your time to act, like very much like uh, masculine, like raw energy. And although that was really helpful for motivation, it means the clients who are going to be attracted to that are the exact opposite. So what I mean by this is if you're trying to have someone step up to, you know, motivate, to act, to do this, and they haven't already, they're most likely the opposite person because as we are, like human beings, opposites do attract. And people who are craving motivation, who are craving that like kick in the butt will really gravitate towards that message. But for those who are already like the kick-ass people, the ones who are doing the work, who are like basically the ones who are good, who want to go to great versus the ones who are meh, wanting to go to good. That's the two differences. And I noticed so many people talking to that second part of the meh to good that you're going to get meh people. <laughs> like that's just how it's going to happen. So one of the easiest switches to start doing in your like copy, whether it's your post or your website copy, is speaking about where that person is right now. Like, for example, I want my ideal clients, like the clients who come to me, to be action takers. Like, they don't need help taking more action. They're doing it. They're doing all that they can do. They might be even burning out themselves or working overtime. I don't have to really tell them to do more work. Like, they will do it. What they need help more with is actually cutting down and getting the right things in order, the right tasks in order, so they can just go even farther. Versus trying to say, you need to do more work and do this kind of stuff because... The people who know that they're not doing enough work will identify with that. You follow? Because this is a really huge step that I learned for my content and for what I help my clients with is because if you don't have this in order, you'll keep attracting every time the wrong people, the, the meh people. And I don't want that for you. It's not meant to be that way. So the first step is changing your messaging and really getting confident in like, where is that person, your ideal client? What are they talking about? How are they? Are they empowered? Like my best clients are the ones who come to me and are like, you're the right person. I know, just give me the payment and I will pay you and we're going to be great. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. That's awesome. I didn't have to even go on a sales call. Um, they are good to go. So, and that can happen for you. You just have to have the right messaging in order. And the messaging in regards to the pack method, the, the Ms. Pacman method that I came up with is positioning. Like I do a lot of that when it comes to messaging is in the positioning standpoint, which is actually great because it leads us into our second part, which is being known for something. Now, I know when people hear this, they say, oh, you know, this, I have heard this everywhere. I know I need to be known for something. Maybe it's I'm known for my purple hair or that piercing, whatever you want it, whatever you think you are appearance wise. That's not what I mean. You want to be known for something. You want to have your own approach or ideology or methodology that you're going for. For example, mine's the pack method. And the reason why this is important is because, especially as service providers, sometimes people can see us as a commodity versus as in demand. For example, if you see 10 different Facebook ad strategists, 
you're probably just going to choose the one who has the most testimonials, the most, you know, clients, whatever. But if you're one of the other nine who doesn't have that area, one of the easiest ways to stand out is to craft something that you're known for. Like whether it's your three-step approach to doing X, Y, or Z, your process to go through, what you believe is something new that the industry is not talking about. Like one of the things I've been a lot more vocal about recently is I don't believe in doing uh, bots or copy and paste stuff because it just leads to really inauthentic connections and probably less clients who are actually good clients. And that's something that some other marketers might not agree with. And I completely understand that. I get you. But that's just not what I want to be known for. So for me, what I'm known for is my pack, PAC or pack method. And also I specialize in helping messaging with persuasion psychology. So I add in certain phrases and certain characteristics and shifts that can be made in someone's content or their website to help it convert better. That's what I'm known for. So my question for you is, what are you going to be known for? What is your approach? How do you, what do you take people through? Like I did this on a group coaching call a while ago or group training where I went through with each one of these fitness coaches, because that's, that was a group that I was in, um, each one of them and asked, okay, what is your process? What do you go through? go through and I help them create that like four step approach or this here and there or whatever they need that would fit in their model. So you need to do that for yourself or reach out to me and ask for help because I help my clients with that so often and it's something that I believe in 2019 and farther you need because think about any speaker, any author, they have their own ideology. I mean, look at any book around you. That's what they're known for. Like they're known for that topic, what they do inside of that topic. That's what you guys need to start to work more on. A third way to stop attracting the wrong people is don't be afraid to say no. And this can come in a couple ways. The first thing is obviously if you're on a call with someone and they're not the right person, don't do it. Because I know you might need, you want to be consistent, you want to sell out your program, you want to create the income that you want or like double it. But the problem is that person who doesn't feel like a hell yes or doesn't feel like they're your ideal client they're not going to be as successful as they could have been. Or that one person who maybe was a couple weeks later down the road would have been fantastic for and gotten amazing results and would have increased your credibility. So when I say don't be afraid to say no, it's not really to say no to a person, but it's saying no to what the future might hold for them. Because your process can be fantastic, your approach, the service you provide, the offer you provide can be fantastic. But if the wrong person is inside of it, they're not going to be successful. It's like putting someone in a course who has really hard time keeping themselves accountable. They're not going to get through it. They're not going to get the results. So really think about that. For your ideal client, what do they need to know? What do you need to know about them that makes them the right client, that makes them the right person? And start to communicate that more. So first is obviously when you're on calls. And then don't be afraid to say no in your copy. Like when you're talking about your offer, say who's it for and I'll say who's it not for because people really value honesty in this day and age, especially on the online space. Like like people have really high guarantees or high promises they try and say with their offer. Like I will get you to seven figures in 30 days. Like are you really, are you really going to get me there? (laughs) So the way that 
at doing those like who's it for who's it not for standpoint allows for people to know like hey this is right this feels better for me it actually solidifies that you're their person even more than if you were to say oh this is just for these people but you don't say who is it not for because for example if you're like at a car dealership you already know that that salesman is probably going to tell you the best um the best car there is out there for the best price or for the highest price and you're like, oh, I don't really trust him because, like, obviously he's biased. But if your car salesman comes back at you and says, this is the best car, but also these ones aren't as good, you trust him even more because he was honest with you. He gave you his unbiased opinion. And that's what you're doing here is you really got to make sure that you speak to that person like they are your person. And that's, again, something that I work on with my clients because so much of the marketing space is speaking to that one person and it will identify with others versus speaking to others and not identifying with anyone. And I can go into that later if you guys want me to go farther in. And the last thing is it might take time. So once you like start shifting your copy, you start saying no to people, you start being known for something, it's probably not going to shift overnight. Unless you do like thousands upon thousands of dollars on ads and have the best copy and you're just, you know, promoing the crap out of your life, then maybe, yeah, it could work. But usually it takes some time because for me, I've gone through a lot of different hats, a lot of different titles. In case you haven't listened to the first episode, I used to be a website designer and social media manager and then moved into being a coach for a hot minute and then moved into this marketing space. All of those activities were actually intertwined. It's the reason why I became a marketer because I noticed people for websites and social media were for doing wrong stuff, but it took my audience some time to get used to this new shift, and also it took time for me to start speaking to the right people and them coming towards me. Like one of the biggest shifts that I did recently, probably in the last you know six months to a year, was for the longest time I was trying to speak mostly just to wellness or spiritual entrepreneurs. Nothing mad about them, but they just weren't my ideal clients, and I didn't know that until. I was in it. <laughs> so once I had started to shift out of that was that's when momentum started to happen was after a week or two or maybe even a little bit longer than that, where I was consistently showing up saying the same thing that I wanted to be known for, saying no to the people I didn't want to be working with and messaging the copy that I have and reaching out to others who were my ideal clients. That's why I want to say too, attracting the right people might take time for when you first set it up, when you first shift. So if you change your title on your headline for your uh, sales page or for your website or for your Facebook profile, like it might take you a second for people to actually realize what you do and are okay with it. Like there's a normal saying, I think it's, it takes someone five to eight impressions to get comfortable with you or to, you know, start to like and know you. Nowadays, it's there's so many more ads and messages and pieces of content coming at us that it actually usually takes a lot longer, uh, probably over 15, 20 times. And that doesn't have to be anything crazy, but it helps you to realize that it might take a hot minute or two for people to attract the right ones or to stop attracting the wrong ones. And the easiest way, the quickest way to do that is to start saying no and start like saying, who is this not for? And who is this for? Like, I promise you, start doing that more is 10 times better than what you could think it could be. 
and I want to give you guys a bonus. You're here, and I, I know this is a huge topic for a lot of you out there who, you know, you have a couple of clients in your bag, but they probably just came mostly from referral or maybe just like a group here or two, but you're not sure how to make it consistent. Like, that's what I help my clients out with, and I know it's a lot of you guys out there. Uh, it's your struggle as well. So the bonus that I want to give you guys is is don't be afraid to be polarizing. So really... I want you to think about what topics in your industry and what you do, do you have a stand for? And if you don't, girl, (laughs) like, we got to talk. You need to have a stand for something because the best and quickest way to jump up in credibility and jump up in, like, that cult-like following is to have things you stand for. It's the reason why I hate using them. But politicians, there's a reason why people know automatically if they like them or hate them is based on their policies, what they stand for. And if they agree with that, then they'll stick to that person. Same thing in entrepreneurship. If you're, you know, Facebook ads, I don't know why I'm using them today. But if you're a Facebook ad strategist and you don't really say what you're there for, like, who knows? You could be there to buy and sell likes. Who knows? You could be there to um, scam. I don't. I assume none of you are if you're listening to this, but I'm just giving you an example. So if you start to speak about, hey, like, I saw this person doing this. This is dumb. I don't believe in it. People who are your ideal clients who actually agree with that will stick and be like, yeah, I agree with that too. I totally hear you. Like, one of the things I did recently was when that Netflix movie Bird Box came out, there's so many memes about it. And I was like, you know, let me see if I can create this into a meme of some sort for entrepreneurs. And I talked about they were closing their eyes in it. And I was like, um, when you try and avoid automated bots or DMs. <laughs> and I think I, and honestly, I had a good amount of, I would say over like 10, 15 people who agreed. They're like, yes, totally. Or I was, they might've said I've been there, but now I don't do that. Or, you know, I, one person said I blocked them. I was like, wow, that's abrasive, but okay. Um, And there's one of those things where once you start to be more polarizing, it's one of the easiest ways to really put your stake in the sand. That's probably not the right phrase, but I think you guys know what I mean. Um, Is to really sit down and say like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I believe in. This is what I do. If you believe in that, if you agree, then you're in the right space. Because people really want in this online entrepreneurship road is more people like them. Like, they want that community. And I don't mean, like, Facebook community. I mean deep soul connections. A lot of us are missing that. And I think if you don't agree with that, good for you. You have some fantastic support system. But almost all of you I can agree with in the entrepreneurship space is if you don't have other entrepreneurship friends around you. And I don't mean just, like, Facebook community. I mean, like, in person. Like, we're lacking that so much. And that's why I think going to conferences or events or is actually pretty important just to connect with more people like that. I'm actually probably going to be going to a retreat in Sacramento, I think in March or so, because I want to meet people who are like me. And that's why I believe in this type of stuff, because I've seen it happen. I've seen people who put their stake in the sand. Like one of the uh, people that comes to mind when I think of polarizing content, um, that's not like super abrasive, but it still works, is Angie Lee. She's a marketing person for 
she changes her title a lot, so I have to say marketing person. <laughs> She's a marketing person and podcast host for uh, fitness coaches and life coaches who are wanting to, like, you know, build their business online. And one of the biggest things she talks about is organic marketing, how she grew her business organically, how she went that way. She doesn't believe in ads or just not ads at the beginning. Like that's some way of putting your stake in the sand is by saying, hey, I don't believe in ads right now. I don't think you should be doing ads. Do organic, do Instagram, do this. Like that's what you need in your business, in your marketing. So think about that. What can you start to just talk about more that builds that polarizing content? Okay, guys. So this is some juicy content. Like, honestly, if you were able to implement all, I think, five of these these aspects, you'd be seeing a huge return in your, huge return in your income. So, what I want you to do right now, and is, if this speaks to you, if you know this is, like, juicy content you want to keep going with, then I have to actually know it's good content for you. And the best way that I know that is by actually doing a review on this podcast. So, right now, pause this episode. Like, literally pause the episode right now and go down, scroll down to the iTunes podcast review, write one or two sentences, screenshot that to me, and DM me at I am Danielle Clem, just showing me that, and you're going to get a fun prize. I'm not even joking. I want to give it to you so badly, but I, what I want to do with this podcast is grow it, and the best way to grow that, the easiest way, to have it in front of other people like you is through reviews because that's how iTunes works and we kind of got to play by the rules sometimes. So if you want that free prize, which I know you do because it's super freaking amazing, go down, pause it, write your little review, screenshot it, and then DM me or even Facebook message me. You can find me pretty much anywhere. <laughs> but I hope you guys love this episode. I can't wait to see all your reviews and screenshots and DMs from you guys because I want to hear from you. And if you have any questions, let me know. But without further ado, I'm going to head out. So I will talk to you guys all in the next episode. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to The Female Entrepreneur's Journey with Danielle Clem. If you like our show and want to know more, check out the show notes to join in the Insiders Facebook group or please leave us a review on iTunes. Join us next week for another dose of business, branding, and everything in between. See you then.